the Founders Live podcast tells unique and inspiring stories of entrepreneurship from all over the world. Be sure to join thousands of entrepreneurs on founderslive.com. Now, quick word from our sponsors before we get started. Hey, everyone. Just want to take a moment to let you know about a few great things happening within Founders Live. First off, Founders Live Skillsonic. We have recently partnered with Skillsonic, an AI-based recruiting app for entrepreneurs and small businesses, in a timely new partnership which will help freelancers identify new opportunities as well as help growing companies find talent to take them to the next level. You can check out new opportunities available and new freelancer highlights through the Founders Live Skillsonic partnership. So feel free to go to Founders Live and search Founders Live Skillsonic to take advantage of these. Speaking of freelancers, as more and more people choose to take the leap and go out on their own, finding proper health care can be very frustrating, it's time consuming, and, just, and it's expensive. Founders Live is excited to have recently partnered with IndiePop a new platform created for the independent population, the solo entrepreneurs, the freelancers out there who need access to affordable health benefits. IndiePop makes it simple and affordable. They negotiated and customized health plans in all 50 states. Enroll and get a quote in minutes. Check it out at IndiePop.co. And finally, be sure to check out the Founders Live Learning Center. Founders Live is partnered with The Lonely Entrepreneur to empower our more than 20,000 members around the world with knowledge and education via their The Lonely Entrepreneur Learning Community. Through this partnership, The Lonely Entrepreneur Learning, Learning Community is a one-stop shop for knowledge, tools, and to support individuals choosing to be entrepreneurs and will be made available free to all you Founders Live members. Check out the Learning Center at founderslivemedia.com slash learning. All right, let's get to the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Founders Live podcast, where we tell unique and inspiring stories of entrepreneurship from all over the world. I am Nick Hughes. I am the founder and CEO of Founders Live. And today we have a special guest uh, for a few reasons, but, you know, first and foremost, um, her name is Allison Bell. Uh, she's a strategy advisor. She comes from Phoenix, Arizona. And more importantly, she also has recently joined a Founders Live team to help us grow and, and build across the world, uh, especially with our city leaders. So Allison, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Nick. Yeah, it's really nice to... Have you on the podcast? I know that um, you know you've been such a, a strong supporter of Founders Live, and I, I definitely want to get into that and you know really how how you really entered our sphere and our ecosystem here. But um, first and foremost, tell us a little bit more about yourself. All right, so I'll start off with a story. So as a kid, when I was growing up, my dad was an engineer, and he taught me five things, and he was drilled it down to me. He said. Don't be average. Don't think like other people. Just think like yourself. Most people are average. And the more time you spend thinking like everybody else, the more likely you are to become average. So from a young age, I just told myself, okay, I can think differently. And then he always told me to be curious, to go explore, experiment. And I still to this day, that's what I do. And then he always told me to assume that there's always a better way of doing something. 
Now, in a corporate world, this worked horrible. My, my, all my managers absolutely hated it. But as an entrepreneur, this is great. So I really love uh, innovation for that reason. And then he told me that to get rid of all the manuals at age five, um, when we're putting together our, my first IKEA desk, he takes the manual and like throws it in the garbage. I'm like, what are you doing, dad? He's like, we're engineers. We don't need that. We figure it out on our own. So ever since then, I've been figuring everything out on my own. And it just really allowed me to connect dots, which leads me to what I do today. I'm, I have my master's in industrial organizational psychology, and I like to study and help companies be more efficient. I use design thinking to re-engineer how the human element works in business. Mm, that, I love I love that uh, intro. That is such a great and unique and not uh, average way to answer <laughs> this question. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. I love you know just the, those five things uh, set you apart and helps you see the world in a different way and and really stand out. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that and and all that. Um, so let's kind of move into you know, how, how did you uh, come to discover Founders Live and, and really, you know, uh, what really attracted, what was attractive to you to like get closer and, you know, maybe attend the events and just learn more? Well, once again, I have a really great story for this one. Um, it was back in December 2019. I worked at Galvanize and I was at this networking event and there's these people that told me to like, why aren't you a consultant? Why don't you own your own business? And I was like, wow, great question. I don't know why I don't. I went to school for that. That was my dream. That was the plan. And yet I'm a recruiter for a company. So I kind of thought about it for a week. And then one day when I was going to galvanize, I told myself, you know, today I'm going to pretend I own my own business just for one day and see how it goes. So that day I landed three new clients, which is awesome. And I had, there was a Founders Live event. Um, that Steven, the city leader, was hosting, and they only had four pitches. So Steven, knowing that I was in Toastmasters, he called me up and he said, Allison, you're in Toastmasters. Why don't you tell us about your new company? So I got up there. Everybody loved my idea. So I quit my job that day, and I started my own company. I've never looked back. Now, another great thing, reason why I love Founders Lab, I always promote for you guys. I promote for a lot of events, but yours in particular, the day after actually with the, the event that you were at, um, two of the presenters reached out to me and they told me how valuable it was and they thanked me for like, they said they would have never known about it if it wasn't for me and they just really appreciated it. And I mean, it makes you smile, right? It's just like the impact you can have on others and how you can like really let people tell their stories and give them visibility. And it's kind of like their first opening into the world of pitching. So I really love it for that reason. I just love entrepreneur, I love innovation. It's a natural fit for me. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. And, you know, I was in uh, Phoenix. This was uh, January of 2020. And that was such a great event. And, you know, sometimes, I, you know, January, February of 2020 is like, uh, we all remember it. It's like kind of the last time that the world was the, 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 the previous life in the old world and when it felt normal. And, you know, that was an in-person event. Um, we were at Galvanize in Phoenix, and it was a really fun, big event. And uh, I thought it was such a great night. And I could, I could also sense that, um, you know, I could sense that you were, you know, already 
attracted to like the values, the core values, the community. And obviously things are slightly different now because we're virtual and obviously, you know, we can talk about the direction there, but um, yeah, I, I could already sense, I was like, okay, she's bought in, like she's in. And um, that was really, really cool. Um, and, um, you know, thank you for like all of our cities, we have city leaders, like you mentioned, Stephen, but all of our cities need people like Allison that are just like the help, like the help, the, the um, ambassador, the like, you know, the, you know, cheerleader, but I use that word in a really, really great way, which is the, the support and the, like the, the voice echo to help our city leaders, uh, you know, uh, put on and, ex- you know, put an experience together that so many people enjoy. So, um, you know, not only like you in this, this is teeing up what we will talk about next, but um, for you to do that naturally in, in Phoenix was, I, I thought, just awesome and very impressive. Well, I also owe it to you guys. Like, you know what I mean? I really, like, taking that big leap, like, if it wasn't for Steven, I don't know if I would have. Like, I mean, I just, I mean, the whole day was great. I got three new clients, and I was like, and then after that happened, I was like, well, there's no going back. I have to quit my company, and it kind of forced me into it. And, yeah, I never felt better in my life. Like, I felt every day, even though, you know, there's struggles, every day I feel excited to go work. Every day I'm doing what I want to do. Every day I can have the impact that I want to have. So it's a great feeling. Very good. And, you know, we will, at the end of this conversation, later on, I want to definitely touch on kind of your vision of where you want to go with all that um, in the future. But, um, you know, recently you've uh, come on to uh, join the Founders Live team and tell us about your insight because you were working uh, closer and alongside Stephen, but, you know, um, you've come along to help out in, in really develop our city leaders and what we're doing with these people around the world. Tell us a little bit more about that and why you wanted to join Founders Live. Well, Nick, you have something special. You have this, um, you have this care for the world that really um, shines through. And I really want that to kind of permeate throughout the whole company. And I felt that, of course, there's other startups that could have like gone and helped. But I felt that my impact would be greatest with Founders Live. I felt that there's a need there's definitely when I could have a huge impact and, you know, the core values align with mine. So that's why I chose Founders Live over the other startups I could have gone and helped. But um, the city leaders, obviously, they're, they're volunteers, but they're like, they're your internal team and they should be your best ambassadors. I told you one time, I was like, think if every city leader was an ambassador like I, would, I am, wouldn't you have like massive success? So why not have that, you know, and it's all about, you know, creating value for them, whether it's like teach them stuff or figure out why they're doing what they're doing, but, you know, creating value, not just about money, but creating experiences. They, they join for a reason and really delivering on that and really growing the brand. There's tons of fun things we can do with this. I think that we have really special, unique um, culture, and I really just want to embody that and help grow it. Yeah, well, I agree. And you, you know, your timing was incredible timing uh, for a number of reasons. But, um, you know, there's, you know, look, I think for people listening, um, you know, you might be surprised at uh, how lean our team is. And, you know, and then that's like a really incredible testament to just how we how we've put it together thus far. But, you know, I think what your, your insight was like, hey, Nick, um, they're not that 
it's not good, but <laughs> there is so much like, and, and that's the thing. There's so much more we can do. And, you know, I have personally, as I've seen Founders Live grow, it's now become, uh, and I keep saying this now, but like, it's now become much bigger a thing and much bigger company and the impact that we can have. Like, I think what I try to explain to people is, you know, uh, the entrepreneurial journey is almost like when you hike up, uh, if you have experienced hiking up a mountain or whatnot, sometimes the viewpoint is you kind of think, oh, we're, we're, we're there, we're almost there. And then you get up above that hill, that crest, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, like, we're, we're not just not there. We have many more of these to go. And you realize that there's just much more above that. And then you keep hiking up and it happens again. And you realize there's much still more above that. And so with Founders Live, we have reached that, like, we've reached a certain level and height, but also like the whole thing opened up to be like, wow, there's, we have so much more to accomplish. And, and we actually have so much more improvement, which requires larger team more expertise, more diversity in our team. Uh, we just need more humans, right? And, and to come in and, and help. And so uh, I appreciate that you came in and did that. And um, it was right at the right time. And, you know, like, I think we all feel it like there, there's major transition because we have shifted due to COVID and just everything of the changes in the world. It, we've, we've gone through a tremendous, like, you know, five, six months of rebuilding reworking and then redeploying uh, these experiences and processes and all that around the world, new products, all that stuff. So um, it's now time to, to really grow that. And um, so I want to ask you, um, you know, as you now have had a more internal view of not only myself, but Founders Live and the team and, and really the vision of where we're going, maybe vocalize where you see Obviously, you joined because you do see a big, big thing here. Where do you see Founders Live growing and going to and in terms of impact and possibilities in the future? Well, I actually have a huge, huge, like it's, it, it's in line with, of course, your vision, but it's even like a bigger vision. I see us having a huge impact. I see that, you know, we have a really good cause. Like if you think about like talking to all our city leaders are in emerging countries, it's really great what we're doing. Like we're giving entrepreneurs that the resources that they really need to get their voices heard, to get funding. And in Africa, especially, you know, it's, it's a, it's a 360 degrees different from what we know and live every day, but they really need this stuff. And I think that we can really make up like our company be a, you know, social impact driven organization that really not only do we, you know, you know, give resources and we have all these cool things for America, but we're really focused on making the world a better place and giving opportunities to everybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, um, it, you know, we, we've talked about this, but it's like, look, entrepreneurship, and I'm biased, but entrepreneurship is, it equals livelihood. It equals like sustainability of a person's life. And, and I even go in more depth on like, you know, here in the United States, uh, we think about entrepreneurship and founders as like creating this new like technology and, you know, they become, you know, massively successful or billionaires. And, and yet that's not really the story. The story is entrepreneurship is literally empowering people to take ownership 
of their life and about like creating value in the world and creating something that they can bring to the community. And in return, they actually receive enough, you know, whether it's income or support or whatever to sustain their life and grow their life. And, and if that goes away, then that's not a world that I want to live in. And so our goal is to empower people to create more value and, and then have something that they can actually you know live on and support their life and and this is like in villages in africa this is in smaller communities in europe um let's talk about south america and you know we hope that they can be successful on the millions of dollars level but they're just trying to create value to live and that's what we actually have a huge ability to impact going forward no, absolutely. And I'm also, I've always been somebody that's very, um, I guess, you know, you know, social impact driven kind of person. But recently I've started pairing up with Toastmasters since I'm, I'm a Toastmaster, huge fan of it. And I thought that, you know, why don't we have a Toastmasters program just for the entrepreneurial, you know, program. So now I'm starting that. I'm going to create a like really specific one to, and I'm starting with GCU and then ASU and a couple other universities. But I really want to bring, you know, everybody should know how to tell a great story. Mm. Tell, well, how about this? Tell us why you think that and why storytelling and even associated with public speaking skills are so important for not just entrepreneurs, but people yeah, in general. For everybody. Um, yeah, absolutely. So obviously before I was a recruiter and I mean, storytelling it's in sales, it's in, if you want to get somebody's buy-in, if you want to influence others, if you want to manage a group, you know, it's communication is key to everything. If organizations improve their communication skills, it's literally the number one skill lacking in organizations. And it's surprising, you know, people think tech skills are really hard to gain. They're much easier than teaching people to speak in a way that's empathetic, in a way that's confident, in a way that actually you know has impact on others when you tell a story you connect with somebody it's it's not just like it's not just words it's you know it's, neuro, it's neuroscience you know when you actually have that connection with somebody and you hear a story you your, your brain's filled with oxytocin dopamine and that creates a memory you might not remember the person but you'll always remember the story it like in when people are interviewing, it takes people from being candidate ABC to being Allison. And it creates this human connection that we all strive for. We all want to have this sense of belonging and telling those stories. It's just how we were raised. Like throughout history, we used to sit around campfires and that's how we learn what was dangerous and what was good. And that's how everything, that's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how we connect as humans. So it's literally, the, if you can only learn one skill, I say tell us learning how to tell a story is probably the number one skill and that's why it's one of our four core values and um it, you know what's so funny about all that is um you know intuitively I, I knew that but when we created or when i when i was helped by one of my coaches and advisors uh the core values they were born out of the time that we, you know, as I created the company and, um, you know, he asked me like, man, what's most important to you? And we need to craft some core values. And one of them was really around entertainment and storytelling, but it like, I mean, I, I 
I said it, I thought it was important then, but I can tell you over the last, you know, five plus six years, it's become even more obviously important uh, from my standpoint, as well as, as we, you know, with Founders Live and the events, we, we are structuring an experience where founders are telling stories. They're short stories. They're a minute 39 um, in, sen- in that sense. But it is the most important thing, I think, as an entrepreneur to create, craft, and tell a story that people can then identify with and follow. That is how you get traction. And traction can be uh, traction can be like getting two or three co-founders that are like, oh my gosh, I buy into you in this vision. Or traction can be um, getting initial, sales. yeah, right, like initial team members. Or traction can be actually like getting uh, sales from your customers that are like, this is great. I love the brand and I want to follow it. And, you know, or followers on social media, whatever the case may be. Um, but if someone can't speak, if someone can't connect with humans on an emotional level and then tie, this is the key, tie your enterprise and your, your, your mission and company to the emotions and that can identify, like people can identify with, you're not going to get very far. And so that's, I love how you have graphed, graph, you know, grabbed a hold of that with Toastmasters and all that, but that's why we include, it's one of our core values is really gather around the campfire and absolutely learn how to tell a story to move people so they can follow you and do business with you. And I mean, I'm, I also do it. Like, I think that it's part of Founders Live and right now I'm fully on board with Founders Live and I want to really, um, I'm a leader that leads by example. So yeah, I'm trying to, I think that we all need to go to society and do great things. I already love doing that. So it's not like a big ask, but um, yeah. So I was like, well, what kind of thing can I really have an impact? I actually got some really, really well-known people to get involved, which I'll tell you um, on a further date about. But um, yeah, I got some super, super well-known people that are going to help us out with that. I just think that everybody, I love, I I love the feeling of helping people. I remember one of my favorite days at work was a day when I read this email. It was this girl that I only spent an hour with. She was a ASC student and she wrote me and said, Allison, I know I blew you off, but I want you to know that that hour you spent with me changed my life. I moved to Austin, I got a great job, and I took all your advice, I couldn't be happier. I just wanna say thank you, and I hope we can have coffee, coffee someday. And to this day, I wanna cry when I hear that story because I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so meaningful, you know? And like, I, you know, I always like helping out, uh, I'm still a mentor at ASU, I love helping out students, but knowing that I had that amount, that amount of impact during such a critical time in somebody's life, you know, like, it's just a great feeling. I think that, you know, every time you give something to somebody else, like, I truly believe that's where success comes from, is your impact on others. Like, how much can you impact the world? How much can you impact the lives of others? And you'll just feel great every day when you go to bed and just like, yeah, today I did something meaningful. Mm. I love how you describe that because I experienced that a lot, a lot, a lot. And, um, you know, when people ask me, like, well, who inspires you? And, you know, what's your inspiration? And, you know, people are expecting, like, I don't know what they're expecting, but maybe they're expecting, like, oh, like, you know, Bill Gates, like, he's a billionaire. And, I, you know, I want to create something and be like Bill Gates. And that's not, that's not the case in the sense that not only does, 
it just doesn't kind of align. But secondly, that's not inspirational to me. What's in, you know, you know, what's inspirational to me is hearing those stories. And, and honestly, like, and, and now we're going to get into some, some like cool stuff here, but like part of the reason why I created Founders Live is so, you know, I just want to watch the earlier stage people blossom and to receive a message that someone says, thank you for the opportunity. It really changed my life. And we're doing X, Y, Z now because of our opportunity at Founders Live or whatever. That's what keeps me going. It's not like, it's not like, Oh, like I'm, you know, Airbnb founders are now billionaires because they created this thing. And so like that, that might may or may not happen for us and for founders live and myself. But for me, what keeps me going is to absolutely understand and see and hear uh, the people that are in the moment and inspired to share their story and their founders moving forward. And we had an impact on that and, for them to share that with us and um, and to know that daily that we are impacting people's lives. Like that's what I wake up every day and it keeps me going in, in the challenging days and in the days that you're like, okay, like what's really going on here. It's the like hearing that from people is, is the best thing. I think it honestly, it's the best thing in the world. So yesterday on that note, so I always talk like, you know, I'm all about the virtual coffees. So I met with um, some, one of the members he used to, he, I think he pitched when, Steven, I think it was probably one of the earliest pitches, but he told me, he's like, you know what? My patent actually, like, I met somebody that then, now his patent's being, like, viewed by NASA, and his patent, you know, he put it with some ASU students, and they're actually competing for a half a million dollars next week. Oh. And they made, to like, final round, and, like, he would have never met those connections unless it was for um, Founders Live. So I was like, ooh, are you going to give us a testimonial? He said, yeah, let us win the, the challenge and we'll absolutely do that. <laughs> <laughs> but so great, so great to hear those stories. And again, you know, so it, anyone listening, um, feel free to shoot them our way because you might just make my day or Allison's day. Uh, so we, we, asked, we, we asked for those big time. Well, hey, um, I want to shift a little bit and, um, you know, I think to start off this direction of the conversation, you know, um, you know, what is it about entrepreneurship that you're drawn to? And then we'll talk about kind of where you want to go in the future and really you see going forward in the things that you're creating. But um, I mean, you could have been just or not to say just it doesn't mean it's wrong, but a, an employee uh, but you've really been drawn to entrepreneurship. What is it about entrepreneurship that really is attractive? I mean, ever since a kid, ever since I was a kid, my dad told me I was going to make something great in the world. I was going to create something great. My dad wanted me to be an engineer. And I told him um, after I graduated college and university, I told him, Dad, I am. I'm going to re-engineer the human element in business. I'm going to transform how people go to work every day. And I want everybody to feel engaged and passionate. And you can do that. Like, of course, me, I'm a super outside the box thinker. I don't know that I can conform myself to the uh, corporate world. Even in really lax corporate environments, um, I like to do things my way. And I mean, not to say that I will step over the leader or anything, but I'm somebody that I'm just like, need to be a free bird. I can't be like caged up. <laughs> so, um, 
I mean, so it's a natural fit for me to be an entrepreneur. I'm drawn to innovation because ever since I was a little kid, that's all my dad told me to do. That's all I've ever learned. Like literally, I, I didn't know it was design thinking. My dad was teaching me all these years. But then I was writing, I'm writing a TED Talk. I want to give a TED Talk. And I realized that, yeah, my dad's been teaching me how it, so it's no surprise that I'm more innovative than most. My dad's been raising me just by teaching me design thinking and just that's the only way to solve problems. And so it's opened my view to life. Like, I mean, I use design thinking to solve any problem in my life. How small, how big, that's just what I'm drawn to. And I really, I'm really passionate about solving problems, really complex problems. Like the more complex and more excited I get. So when most of you are stressed out in startups, I'm sure you're probably stressed out. <laughs> I'm super pumped about this, um, the, all these challenges that were presented. I'm like, ooh, this is great. There's just so many things going on. And that's really what propels me and keeps me like, I don't know, it's like the only thing I wanna do is just help startups really, you know, in that time where like, they're like, oh, it's a really important time in their growth, but they're like, there's so many different directions they could go in. What is the best direction? I like really crafting like a custom, you know, really to fit them and a model that kind of like does a whole 360 and like this could work guys. This is where I think it should go. And I really think that this is a great strategy. And it's like my brain's like hard, hard, hard wired for it. Like I'm always saying, so I think it's that I have, I have dyslexia really badly. As a kid, I couldn't read. And they say that 47% of entrepreneurs have dyslexia, whereas in the population, only 13% of people have it. So I think that also helps that I have a different way of looking at life and I have a different, my brain is just different in how I view stuff. When I see a problem, I just see a really complex solution, solve that problem. That's all I want to do in life is just solve those problems. Mm. Yep. You, you know, it comes to mind and I've been using this a little more frequently now, but like I mean, it's, you know, startups or, you know, entrepreneurship and really creating a company is, it's like a Rubik's cube, right? And it absolutely is because, you know, when you start, you're just like, okay, how do we, and it, I think one thing that it's, what it's not is there's not just one way and there's not just a final destination really, but the Rubik's cube of like, you're literally shifting all these things to try to find that exact combination and um you know uh, with startups and companies it's a lot about timing it's about the um you know how well, even the ecosystem and the environment in terms of the world and how it's shifting and there's a lot of dynamics here but you know then it's like we're just sitting here moving this rubik's cube around to try to find that combination that will like spark movement and um, it sounds like you approach, like that's just a natural kind of thing for you is to see these things and maybe see a couple moves ahead and say like, oh, well, here's a strategy and here's a thought. And what if we piece these things together? Um, that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, like the Rubik's Cube is so key to me. So I actually, um, for my company, anytime I do marketing, I create a Rubik's, you know, I get them created where I have my logo on it, but I also have the logo of the company that I'm trying to get in with. And the reason I do it is because, yeah, I want to help companies become more innovative. And so actually solving like word puzzles or what you call puzzles or Rubik's <laughs> cubes <laughs> are a great way of looking at the world differently. And they do help 
um, kind of get out of that conventional thinking. So I'm a huge fan, and I was totally thinking about having some Founders Live Rubik's Cube. So. <laughs> Ooh, how about that? Uh, we we by the way, everyone, we didn't even practice that. That that was not written down. Uh, I you know this is <laughs> kind of the way it works. Um, well, how so? You know, just in general, um, you know, you, you know, your approach to, you know, what, what do you want to create going forward? And this is not necessarily like associated with Founders Live. I want to make sure that that's clear that, you know, what is your vision moving forward and what sort of companies or, or things do you want to create moving forward uh, as you uh, continue to impact uh, founders and entrepreneurs around the world? So like I told you before, I'm a Nike builder. I like to build great companies. I don't want to build generic companies. I'm very much somebody that believes in you have to start with your why. Simon Sinek nailed it. I think that um, it's about having a greater purpose in life. It's about a company really being in touch with their employees, being in touch with their customers and co-creating together and having this special bond that's like larger than life. And those are companies I'm attracted to. Those are the only companies I want to help build. And yeah, like I said, I'm a Nike builder. I want to build something special. And I'm really picky about it. My whole throughout my career, all I've done is trying to align myself with companies that have that strong culture, that winning. It's like everything they do, you can feel it in their marketing, in their, when you walk through the, their office space, when you look at their ideas, you can just feel, it feels different. And, well, what, and what, let's stay there for a second. Cause I share the opinion. We've talked about this, but what is it really like? Let's go one level deeper. Why does the building feel different? Why does the marketing feel different? Why do the products are excellent? Human. What is that? It's because it's human. Every person there is bringing their whole self. They're not pretending their pretend self. They're bringing themselves. And it's all people striving towards a common goal with the same core values. And they're truly, like, they're doing it because they love it. Like, like obviously, I love Founders Live. Um, I'm clearly not doing it for the money. I'm clearly doing it because I really, you know, there's something special there. And if you have every employee... And it does that, you know, it's a little thing. It's like the pumpkin I carved, right? It's just a little bit pumpkin, nothing big, nothing, but it just brings that personality. And when people truly feel like they belong and they are, they can trust and they feel safe and they feel that being themselves is what we want. We want to hear their ideas and we want to hear, we want to hear how they want the company to be. And we are doing it together. And it's a sense of belonging. That's when people are at their best and you can just, feel the energy change when you have that you have momentum yeah yeah and you know we i think i shared this the the um the book with you but you know um i, I like to bring up uh, shoe dog which is the story of nike and yeah you know phil knight you know that's kind of his uh biography autobiography and, and it was um such an impactful book it, it's the book that when people ask me like what is like kind of the few books that in the recent time that you've read that have greatly impacted you and you know with shoe dog it's the story of how he created nike and um what i love about it is first of all um first of all the organic nature of how the 
company and brand was kind of birthed is so relatable for me at least but like i think it's relatable he's like phil knight was just an everyday guy like i mean he's like you know it, this i love the story of like how he traveled a little bit and like he was like doing this and then he like was running and this was back in the 60s and seven early 70s where look running was not a thing uh and by the way that's partly why they're so big now but uh, but like you know he was like why do i love running and this is weird but yet i want to create shoes that feel good and um the organic nature of that evolution then to discover what i'm going to say next which is basically the brand wasn't about shoes the brand wasn't about shirts that are easier to run in or whatever the brand is about embodiment of champion and embodiment of excellence and and creating this like not quote elite but the pursuit of excellence and then once they started to wrap that around, like that's where a global brand comes from that people want to follow. And I thought that like all of, a, all of a sudden, that's what you're saying, Nike brand is like people buy into the entire life and humanness and you know uh, what the brand impacts versus like, oh, these are like pretty or nice shoes, you know? Yes, absolutely. You know, it's funny. Um, so I used to be a runner and I had two you know, two foot surgeries that were, um, that took a long time to recover. So I actually had not been able to run for like over eight years because just like, you know, it was a lot of recovery. So now I'm finally back to running every day almost. Nice. And yeah. So like I got back into it and, um, you know, that book was great. When you made that recommendation, I was like, Oh, let's see if Nick can recommend a good book for me. So I, I read the book and I was like, wow, he nailed it. I was like, he definitely has my book. <laughs> so it was, I mean, for so many reasons and they are based on design thinking. They're based on, you know, hustling and kind of figuring out, you know, they, they went through tons of struggles, but you know, and, and I liked how he was really honest about how, you know, their financials were, not in line for a very long time. I thought that was really, you know, I, I didn't expect that, you know, but I was like, wow, that's crazy. But um, he was just like, you know, it's part of our story and it's, and it really gives you, you know, those challenges that you overcome are just really special. And I feel like, yeah, if a company struggles, that's good. It's just like when a person struggles, if you can overcome challenges, it's going to make you stronger. And when you do it as a team, I just think that, that the whole story of Nike is really, yeah, I really feel that, you know, we could be a Nike company, not in the same way, but the same soul of it. Yep. Uh, I, I feel the same way. And um, what I love about the story, like they, they almost died like five times in terms of the company, the company almost went down um, numerous times. And, you know, look, the fact is this, you know, startups and getting your company off the ground and growing is, is not easy. It's obviously possible, but some of the best and most incredible big brands in the world went through the same exact things that you all are going through. And it's normal. That's, it's just not talked about, but it's normal. It's like, Oh, how are we going to make payroll this month? Uh, are we going to survive? Like with the story of Nike, you know, it's crazy. I, what I love is like, he was, check this out. You know, the first shoes that they, they were selling, he would send a purchase order to Japan for like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and literally sit there and hope and pray that a big box shipment of shoes were going to come back from Asia and land 
in front of his house so that he could actually sell them for a profit. Like, if you think about that, like just even just that, you know, and then they definitely had financial challenges as he was trying to grow it. And then they would work to like manufacture their own. How are they going to do that? And this was early on. This is not like just firing up a, a manufacturing plant and getting things done on demand. And um, how relate. How, how relatable that is, even to today's, like, as you're a founder, you're trying to get things going, just know that some of the greatest entrepreneurs in the world had the same damn challenges as you. They all did. Like, if you never challenge, you'll never grow. Like, I feel like the one of the biggest um, things that I did, probably the most impactful thing, is I went and did a Baja race. So the off-road Baja racing. Now, I'm by no means a racer. I'm a horrible driver, actually. I've gotten a little better, but at the time, I was probably ranked among the worst drivers that my friends knew. Definitely the worst driver my parents knew. And But, you know, I actually got more tickets for failure to avoid a collision than I had for speeding. And I was like, all right, I got this opportunity to go, you know, become a racer. So I'm just kind of like... Yeah, I'm going to just embrace it. And I'm really glad that I did. I ended up doing the 70 hardest miles of the Baja 250. Becoming one of the first females to race professionally in the Baja. And when I was done with that race, I was like, wow, nothing in my life will ever be that hard. And now when I'm in these startup environments, I'm like, at least I'm relying on my strengths. At least like, like I've never, there's no chance of me dying here. So everything seems relatively easy compared to that. But I think it's good. People need to step out of their boundaries. They need to feel how, feel the struggle. And then you'll be like, well, at least it's not like that. Life could be worse, you know? So I really think that that gives you a better perspective and, a, and a, just some more, it gives you confidence. It really gives you the ability to like, I've gone through this, I can get through the next thing, and then I can get through the next thing, and then you take it step by step, and you grow upon each one, and then next thing you know, you know, you, you got there, you know, and then next, you got to find a new challenge, you got to challenge yourself to grow, and I think that's what makes real, like, entrepreneurs successful, is by failing and getting back on the horse and trying again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I would say we've, I would, I mean, we've kind of gone away from this slightly uh, in terms of Founders Live, but, you know, we will bring it back uh, fully, but like the community and, and knowing that um, in terms of in the community, being able to share and understand and share those failures and understand that there's people, we're all experiencing the same stuff, right? So, you know, uh, get, you know, get up. If you uh, get knocked down and you fall down, you get back up and do it again and know that you can talk about these sort of things with, and especially with founders and people within Founders Live, because that's core value number one, which is respect for authenticity and know that you're included and know that you uh, can be your authentic self. And, and if we can create a community that people feel okay, comfortable to, because I know it's not easy to talk about the crap that we're dealing with, but uh, feeling like you have a community to, to support you and, and that share the same experiences. So when you do get knocked down, you can at least say, hey, I, I kind of got knocked down here. What did you do? What have you done to get back up and move forward? Um, that is not only important as a community, but just know like these are all normal. And if you just can help communicate that and share, you're going to help someone else through that process as well. I also think just sometimes you need somebody to hear you out. Like, you know, just mm-hmm. having somebody to be there, it's just a great feeling. And when you have a community of people that you feel safe around and you know, they won't judge you. It's an amazing feeling. 
I think that's mm. another thing that draws me to Founders Live. And another thing that I really appreciate about you, I think that you're a great listener and I think that you really care about the world. And I, I really want to bring that heart and soul out of Founders Live and grow the company with those core values. Well, thank you. And, um, you know, you're, you're just a, a good addition, a great addition to the team. And that, you know, just so everyone knows that we all, we're, we're always looking for, you know, if you're thinking the same thing or in maybe other words, but if, you know, we're always looking for great people to join this team and to expand our voice and our impact around the and world. We're always looking for ambassadors. We're looking for fans to help, you know, guide our, our future we're looking for customers that are like that you know they're current customers and awesome we want to have you be part of our you know the creation of our future we want to hear from everybody maybe not nick you can reach out to me um nick is crazy busy but i totally want to hear from you he does too he's just got a lot more on his plate <laughs> i um yeah i i have you know you can all yeah. Everyone, you know, you can, you can reach out to me for sure. But, you know, I think that's why we, as you build a team, you know, your internal team, uh, they help you uh, with things and projects and um, things that need to be done. And, and they help, you know, they become part of the team and voice. So um, for sure, reach out to Allison. Um, if you want to connect with me, always know that you can connect with me, but um, yeah, it's, you know, just to kind of share a little bit, um, as your company grows, you know, the demands on you as the CEO and founder will continue to expand and be aware that over time, you just need to make sure that you're delegating and you're shifting the areas and time of your calendar, that you're doing the things that you need to do at this moment in time. And there's, there's moments in your growth that you realize, oh, okay, I, we need another person to do this and we need an, a person to step in and do that so that you as a CEO can spend the time doing the things that now are very prevalent that need your attention and time. And it's a balancing act to understand when the right time to do that is it's weird. Um, but I can just say that we're, we're, we're making it, we're doing it. And um, you know, Allison's not the only one that we've brought on recently in, in our internal team that it just seems like we got something going, right? It's pretty cool. No, absolutely. I think uh, to add on that, like, it's not about just bringing people on. Like, um, like I know that you trust me, Nick. You know that I won't do anything to hurt the brand. Like, I know that, like, you know, I, I don't do whatever I want. But yeah, at the same time, like, you know that I'm like, hey, I'll take care of this. You know mm -hmm. that I'm going to do it. And like, you know, and you got to find the right people that you can trust. And you hire them for a reason. Empower them to do what they do best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just, that's, that's growth and experience uh, going forward. And, you know, as a leader, you don't need to always have all the answers. Uh, you just need to know what direction to go to find them and who to talk to. So it's um, not You need easy. to surround yourself with the right people. If you don't have answers, great. Find people, surround yourself with people that have different strengths than you have. Mm -hmm. You got it. Well, um, Allison, we are coming to the end here. This is probably not the last podcast uh, we will both be on. So this is great. And, um, you know, thank you so much. So uh, anyway, yeah, like, like you said, you know, people can reach out to you for various requests or uh, wanting yeah. to talk. Uh, tell us uh, where can they find you and, and, you know, how should they reach out to you? 
so and then I want to be really specific. I'm looking to talk to investors about ideas, not about money, but just about get get some feedback. I'm also looking for startups. I want to talk to startups. I want to talk to people that are just fans of Founders Live. And you guys can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm sure Nick will include the link below. And yeah, and then, or if you just want to have a great conversation, people tell me I'm a great conversation. Uh, she is a great conversationalist. So, um, you know, for all those reasons, uh, make sure you connect with Allison. And, um, you know, Allison, really appreciate your your energy, your passion for Founders Live, your excitement. And, you know, thanks for jumping on board and helping us out. You know, it's really a pleasure. It's like, it's not, you know, it's, Founders Live is so much to me. And I just feel like, yeah, this is great. There's, we're going to build something special. And I'm really happy to be part of it. All right. Well, thank you. And everyone, this has been the Founders Live podcast, where we tell unique and inspiring stories of entrepreneurship from all over the world. Uh, been so great to talk with Allison Bell today, um, you know, out of Phoenix. And, um, you know, keep your eye on her and please reach out. And uh, also, we release numerous episodes a week. So keep listening, keep sharing. Um, check out founderslive.com. We have so much good stuff going on and our new membership subscription model and everything of that, uh, the Founders Live Pro coming out. Uh, we have so much, like just so much going on. And then also um, with our events, uh, definitely check out our primetime, Founders Live primetime series, which we're right in the middle of and it's exciting. And then if you see that Founders Live is not in your city or country, we are expanding, so reach out to us if you would like to start Founders Live in your city. So with that, everyone, uh, just enjoy the rest of your time and your day and stay healthy and stay safe.